Hey oh is this thing picking me up? Yep. Alright, here we are. Episode one. New England weekly beer discussion. Or noobed to you. I'm Ben. Uh, my Instagram, Boston Beer Benny. Untapped Treehouse Benny, if you want to see what I'm drinking. I'm here with my good friend Josh. I'll I'll probably call him Mo multiple times. Correct. Uh Mo, what's your what's your untapped name there? Um basically you're not gonna want to follow me. <laughs> Um, you're probably going to want to follow my place of business. That's the Caskin Pig, uh, North Dartmouth, Massachusetts. You're going to want to follow that on tap page and see what we got going on on tap there because the stuff that I'm putting on tap there is way better than what I'm drinking in normal life. So, Yeah, so uh, so we are New England beer, New England weekly beer discussion. So we're going to try to keep it local to the New England states. Um, we feel like we probably have the best beer in the area. Correct. Uh, we'll cover some bigger beer news across the world but and mainly the country but we're going to try to keep it local for you just to keep you kind of in on the same page as us so what we're going to do today we're going to go over uh the show rundown here is what we're drinking what we're kind of working on this batch this week uh what we're currently drinking uh local releases from some of our bigger breweries if you get a chance to get out to the brewery what you might be able to pick up this week uh, we're going to do a segment, Hype is Real. Uh, the Hype is Real this week. It's going to be featured on Tilted Barn. We're going to do a deep dive discussion on kind of a, a good versus evil thing for the InBev. Uh, are they hurting the industry more than they're helping it, or, or what are your feelings on that? And Mo, mm. Mo will have a good perspective being in the business. And then we're going to close out with the uh, Shelfer of the Week, which is great. I mean, everybody everybody loves a good Shelfer. You we know? have to drink Shelfers from time <laughs> to time. I mean, even us biggest, the biggest beer snobs in the world, you gotta, you gotta drink a shelfer. But they're they're becoming more and more, uh, more and more hip to the craft scene. Yeah, I think. Yeah. So. I mean, it's great. It's great the stuff you can get now. So, we'll start out with uh, with what are you drinking, Mo? What do you what do you got right now? What are you working on this week? Um, NBA draft coming up. True. True. Um, right now, I'm drinking a Devil's Purse. Um, that's kind of just where I sit. Uh, we'll get to that kind of at the end of the show. Um, I've got some some real stragglers left in the fridge. Uh, my wife Jess won't really let me buy any new beers right now, so I'm kind of <laughs> working on what I have. Um, so I've got some uh, some Trillium that I'm working on. I have some Cutting Tiles still, bottle of Broken Angel I got to get into. Um, we got some of that 603 Brewery that we bought up in New Hampshire uh, that didn't really they didn't really show me a whole lot. Um, same thing with Woodstock. I got a couple of those that I still got to kick through. Um, and then those Graysale smoked porters are still in my fridge. Ooh, believe it yeah. or not, leaning chimney. Uh, yeah. yeah leaning so. Chimney. Uh, I mean, those are getting kind of old now, but, you know, got to get through them at some point. Yeah. Yeah, that's a real niche niche beer, you yes. know? Yes. Yeah, really going to be in the mood for that one. Not really for the, not really much for the summer uh, with a smoked porter, but I'm going to, I'm going to try to get through those this weekend. I got a few left. Yeah. I'm, I'm toward the end of my line. I got a, I got one mixed four pack in my fridge that I'm ready for trade. Okay. It's got some Rhode Island beer, Proclamation, Tilted Barn. Uh, I do have some of the Trillium that you swapped out yep, uh, yep. for me. So I got a Mosaic Tiles, currently drinking Aetherius. Mm-hmm. I have a Chosen One. And then my one kicker that I have, I still have an other half, Double Mosaic Dream, mm. that I'm going to have tonight during the draft to see if my uh, if the Celtics pick anybody up. That was, uh, that was a great night. Yeah. The other was. half knife was, uh, that was, that was quite an eye-opener. Yeah. I don't know if we either one of us realized how how awesome that brewery was yeah they're putting out some good stuff i hear they got some other stuff in the works maybe 
won't mention any names, but you know they're, they're telling us we got some stuff in the works. So we'll go now to local releases. Uh, these are from some of the bigger breweries. If you're heading out to a brewery this weekend, you might be able to get some of this. Uh, start with my favorite personally is Treehouse. Of course. Um, they're putting out Curiosity 36 and 37 for mm-hmm. Growlers this weekend. Yep. I'm not the biggest fan of the Curiosity series. I don't know about you. Um, but, I, I mean, they, they just keep pumping them out. So <laughs> what are you yeah. going to do, right? I mean, there's been a couple good ones. I mean, I've only tried a handful, to be honest, um, just to be lucky enough to to go there and, and have it be in, in cans or Growlers or whatever. I've only gotten it at the brewery once. Um, you got one one time where I tried one of yours. Yeah. And I had one randomly at one of my accounts down the Cape. A kid went up there and, and shared a little bit with me. I think it was 32, I want to say. Uh, and I still have a 34 in the fridge. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I haven't been haven't been super fortunate with the curiosities. The one you had was kind of saison Yeah. If I remember correctly. Yeah, they evolve. It's kind yeah. of a weird series. It's, they stay away from their, like, juicy IPA. Correct. Uh, which I, I'd obviously prefer. But, you know, it is what it is to each its own. They're also doing, uh, that's what she said. Which so is a great a great stout. They're doing eight cans per person. So if you do get a chance to go up there and fight the line, this might be a good week. You'll actually get some bang for your buck. Um, when That's they what she do said stouts, was one of my favorite. Yeah. Like they, off, off-brand stouts, treehouses. Their stouts are ridiculous. So uh, I enjoy those. Uh, Trillium, you know, they're putting out the classics, obviously. Uh, Big Sprang, Pocket Pigeon, a, cu- a couple that jumped off the page at me. Yep. Uh, the Small Bird series, obviously. And Big Sprang looks like a spring Kolsch, uh that Seems they, like everybody's doing a Kolsch now. Yeah, I think they're they're uh, they're probably running down the the batch on that, trying to get that out as much as possible. Uh, down in Rhode Island, uh, Proclamation's putting out Flummox, which is a great beer. They just ran out of Ethereus last week. They've been doing a lot of derivative series with the Citra, uh, Galaxy. They did Mosaic last week, I think, something like that. At some point, i got to try something other than the Citra. Yeah, yeah. I it's really wanted the Galaxy one. But it's a shame that I haven't tried any of the other ones. But um, Big news, big, big news, breaking news almost. Uh, Hill Farmstead now, canning. They put out Dharma Bum uh today in cans they said they will not continue canning but i mean let's be honest we know we know this game it's bullshit yeah you try something because you want to see if it'll work or not and the demand is clearly there for hill farmstead i mean they're not they're not struggling by any means to sell a to sell a growler or anything and when you go up there i mean they're in every bar they're on every tap list multiple times um so i mean clearly the demand is there locally the demand is there regionally. I mean, people drive up there from from our area yeah. every weekend to, to get stuff from them. So I, I'm shocked that they hadn't gotten into it earlier, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a fan of the traditionalists of the, the 750 in, in glass. I, I mean, love everyone loves that. I love that when Trillium did it, I love it how Night Shift still does it. Mm-hmm. I love that that was kind of a signature for Hill Farmstead. But uh, if it makes it easier for me to get in cans, then I will take cans. No brainer. Yeah, obviously. No brainer. And uh, and uh, the last one, uh, Tilted Barn is putting out Violet and Raffy this week. Raffy. They've put out a lot of Violet uh, lately. Great beer, just solid American ale, uh, really floral. Uh, Raffy, I don't know too much about. No, I don't know that one. I haven't had that one. Um, but I haven't had it. But that that is what they're going to have this week. 
Uh, Violet's what you just gave me. Yeah, yeah, that Violet's one was phenomenal. Really, really good. I mean, Tilted Barn's unbelievable. So, we'll uh, we'll segue right into our hype is real. Mm. Uh, the hype is real with Tilted Barn. Sure. I mean, this is this place is blowing up. I believe it's two female brewers, if I read the article correctly. Really? Yeah, just out of an old barn, a Christmas tree farm. If you haven't been down there, it's down a dirt road. Strange hours. Uh, they usually have a food truck. Uh, the three or four times that I went, the food truck has been different every time. That's cool. Um, not a ton of parking, and the lines have been getting bigger and bigger. So they actually just changed the rule where they will stop doing on-site pours while there are no spots in the parking lot. So they're trying to filter people out, get your growlers, get your cans, get off the property so more people can get growlers and cans. So two sides of that coin, obviously. Yeah. Uh, makes it a little easier, uh, a little more convenient to get the beer, but unfortunately you can't drink it on site anymore. Yeah, which is kind of, I mean, that's kind of the mystique of the place. It, it's a cool place. There's chickens running around, there's dogs, a lot of kids, families, picnic tables, Mm. Christmas tree is all over the place. It, it's a, oh, it's literally an old barn. It's a very cool spot to hang out at. But I mean, they're trying to sell their product. They don't want people sitting there all day drinking, you know, five and six dollar pours. They are very reasonably priced too. So uh, I see both sides of it. I, I see this turning into. I mean, this reminds me of when we first started going to Treehouse. Sure. And the first time I went, the line was like fifty people. Yeah. And then the next time I went, it was 100. And yep. then pretty soon you're at 300 person mm-hmm. lines. And uh, they're parking, they're walking down that half mile street, half yep. mile dirt road to get it. The last time I went, I literally parked. I mean, I parked the furthest I've ever parked from Treehouse. And I went on a Wednesday. Yeah. I was shocked. Yeah. And I parked all the way down, down to the dead end road, like at that, at that intersection past Treehouse. And I walked a good, it was probably a half a mile to the brewery. Um, and I, I've never had to do that before. So. Yeah, I'm kind of. You know what? You know what's ironic with Treehouse though is that they weren't doing pours back then. Yeah. But now every now and then they'll open on a Saturday and they'll do pours from you know like one to three or something after they run out of stuff. Yeah. Which I mean they seem to be going Tilted Barn seems to be going in the opposite direction. Yeah. Where we used to do pours, but you know now we're not going to, which is which is a weird way to go. But um, I don't know. Maybe they have an expansion in the work. I mean. Yeah. I maybe they have an expansion in the works, and you know they they know something that we don't, but it, it seems kind of weird. Yeah, I think it's kind of what they want to get out of it. You know, I, I don't know what they want. Maybe they're comfortable doing small batches and selling out quickly. I don't know how that couldn't be comfortable for you to do. But, um, I mean, Treehouse, I can't wait until they open the new place. I really, it's like, hopefully gonna, it's going to be a holiday for me. Hopefully that's as game-changing as people are talking yeah, about. That that, would be... If that could be like Trillium now, then that, that might be life-changing for, yeah. for Noobed, you know? Yep. Um. So that's Tilted Barn. If you get a chance to get out there, it's an Exeter. Uh, it's right off the highway, a uh, couple turns down a dirt road. You can't miss it. Uh, get out there. To out in Tilted the middle of nowhere, Barn. but you yeah, can't miss yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you really can't. Uh, it's worth the trip. Trust me. Their, their chosen one is unbelievable. They have the other one. They have a lot of light American ales that are floral. They're beautiful in flavor. The Libby was um, was, was yeah, crazy. Yeah, Libby, too. Libby is fantastic. I mean, they just they do great stuff. They really, they really keep it local. So we we enjoy that. Sure. Don't know which Libby it was that I had. Yeah, I know. Yeah, because they, they don't label the can with the hop yeah, variety, but they do know. the single hop. And yeah, I mean, you kind of got to guess on that one. Got to yep. have a, you know, Cicerone type palate on <laughs> that. So, <laughs> but 
All right, so we'll dive in. Here we go. The deep discussion. This is why you all, you guys all signed up. You know, uh, this is the big, the big bad wolf. We're going to go into InBev right now. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to run down the three main things that InBev has done recently. Kind of shook up the craft beer world. We'll go into it. Uh, whether you think it's good or bad, uh, me, I'm kind of an outsider, just a beer drinker. So. I have a different perspective than Mo, who actually buys beer uh, for a living, you know, at, at a tap room, and and he can tell you firsthand about some of what of the stuff uh, that they have done. Uh, so starting off, Imbev a couple months ago now, I believe they mm. bought they purchased Wicked Weed, True. which was one of our favorite uh, East Coast breweries from North Carolina. Fantastic stuff, fantastic sours, seasonal stouts. Do great IPAs. They just did a barrel lot of really, aging. really good stuff. They got a great barrel program, uh, and they were one of the good guys, you know, in the craft beer scene. Inbev bottom. Um, I didn't know much about it at the time, but you know, I thought maybe that would be good for me because I'd get more distribution, even though mm. they had more and more coming out. Um, That'll take a while, I'm yeah, sure. But a couple weeks later, uh, we heard from a couple of local breweries that InBev had purchased a South African hops farm coalition, uh, making it nearly impossible for any brewery that wasn't working with InBev to get hops from South Africa. Uh, I personally can't say that I have a taste for the South African hops, nor do I know what it tastes like, but I would have loved to see breweries like Proclamation work with it, um, who, who I know firsthand that were going after that. Correct. Um, and what they could have done with that. And thirdly, uh, this is the most recent event, InBev purchased a piece of RateBeer.com, a peer-to-peer beer rating site, and um, really they kind of... They kind of stack the odds in their favor, you know? I think this uh, is the worst aspect of it, to be honest with you. Yeah, and uh, what what's Sam, what's his last name from Dogfish Head, wrote uh, that open letter yeah, uh, uh, saying that he was pulling all his beers off of Rape Beer, and he encouraged other small breweries to do so. Uh, they want a level playing field as far as beer rating sites go, and you can't really blame him on that. Um, but was, didn't, didn't Rape Beer, didn't they say that they're not going to pull their beers off of their site? Yeah, but I think I, I don't know. I don't know what the permission is as far as that goes. But I know a couple of companies are trying to get their beers off Correct. of Rape Beer. They're trying to go to a more rep, not more reputable, but a more a fair. fair site. You know, sure. that's kind of for the people by the people. Um, from me, kind of being like an outsider on this, uh, just a beer drinker personally, um, I don't know that this is the worst thing for the beer world. I mean, great. I know for the podcast, people are going to think I'm playing devil's advocate here. But, I mean, you'll get access to Wicked Weed. Wicked Weed will have access to the South African hops. And really, you don't have to use rape beer if you don't want to. I mean, I don't. I use untapped. So, True. Uh, little, that, that doesn't affect me. It's alarming that Imbev could potentially try to buy up a bunch of little breweries and change the game a little bit mm. uh, making it I don't know less unique less of a personal touch uh, which are all great things that when you get into the beer world um, I don't know what are your what are your thoughts on it well first of all I mean this isn't anything new 
for InBev as far as making acquisitions in the beer world. Um, being one of the biggest, if not the biggest, beer company in the world. I mean, this was a game changer. I don't know how many long, how many years ago when they bought Goose Island. You know, they turned Goose Island into this really crafty, really, uh, you know, they were doing some cool things with beer. And now, you know, you can find a Goose Island anywhere on the shelf. Yeah. At, at most bars, they have something from Goose Island on tap even. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they've taken some really small breweries and taken them to, you know, to really, to just distribute distributed everywhere um for me as a as a buyer i think i am reluctant now to buy wicked weed i mean the price hasn't fallen any anywhere yet wicked weed is still one of the most expensive kegs that i can buy um but now i'm concerned about buying it because because of the consumer's view on wicked weed yeah so they're not a craft beer brewery anymore as far as a lot of people are concerned they've sold out to the man they've sold out to the big company you know so the 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 beer nerds that were coming in the you know the listeners to our show um they're not coming in looking for wicked weed anymore Mm -hmm. they're coming in looking for like they're looking for the local guys they're looking for you know buzzards bay or uh, devil's purse or grim or any of those breweries i mean wicked weed just doesn't since the acquisition doesn't have the same clout anymore I mean, I still have a keg of, of Wicked Weed in the in the cooler. I think it's freak of nature, and I'm I'm contemplating returning it, to be honest, because I don't think I can sell it, because the old fashioned is not selling, and I'm still sitting on it. Yeah. And you know, it's been two three weeks now, so. Yeah, um, I mean the the old Wicked Weed when I first started, really getting into craft beer. I mean, it was a lot harder to come by. We had a guy in our craft beer forum that uh, had a brother in North Carolina so he could get some stuff we got to try some stuff uh, it seemed like they had been putting more and more out uh, at Yankee and things like that mm-hmm. um, I don't know if that was an effort to catch InBev's eye I mean you never know but it Could seemed be. like they they spread themselves a little thin by putting out that much stuff you know the what was it the uh, quad the quad IPA that mm-hmm. we had the tyrant yep the tyrant's the red IPA and they uh, you know some of that stuff really I mean, it, it was just beer. It was just beer. But their, you know, barrel-aged French toast stout was amazing. That was phenomenal. Uh, some of their sours are, are unbelievable. Oblivion. Yeah, yep. Oblivion. And, and just, like, the things. So, as a beer drinker, thinking that InBev could potentially put that into my local liquor store makes me feel great. <laughs> it really yeah. does. And, I, I mean, I don't mind that. If the quality is there, I, I'm still going to drink it. If True. the price is right. True. But what I prefer, you know, they, they don't make the beer style that I prefer. But still, if uh, if InBev acquired a company, a brewery local, that made great East Coast IPAs, mm-hmm. made them at an affordable price that I could get a hold of, I, d- I don't see the negative in it. I really don't. Yeah. And I mean, I understand that. I understand everything else, but it, it's a... Uh, dog eat dog world that that's what it is it really is kind of all about accessibility yeah i mean you want a beer i mean as as craft beer guys we want a beer to be accessible but for some reason we don't want it to be too accessible yeah even if the product is good yeah it's a I little kind of doesn't make sense there because if a beer is phenomenal it's phenomenal whether yeah. five people can get it or five million people can get it yeah it's the same it's the same hop it's the same you know it's the same beer and you know it really shouldn't matter how how distributed it is if it if it's offered at an affordable price, and you know at a at a store that we can get to, then who cares? I mean it really shouldn't matter. Yeah, I mean uh, 
look at uh, Peaks, the Juice Organic. Sure. I mean, that, that's a great, great, great beer. Fantastic IPA. Mm-hmm. And I can and get accessible. it on the shelf, and I'd be a little embarrassed to pull it out of the beer share, no, no doubt. Correct. But, uh, you know, things like that, if, if they're going to put out great beer, it's going to be accessible for everyone. With the Hop Farm, uh, I feel like... Uh, unfortunately, I mean that's the business world. That that's yep. the way it is. You know that I, I, that doesn't really affect me all that much. Yeah. I mean that happens in the business world all the time. Yeah, somebody acquires something so that nobody else can have it. I mean I'm I'm not shocked to that. Yeah, and if they can put that in front of Wicked Weed Brewers and get something cool, I'll try it. So I mean, I mean that, I the worst case scenario is that Wicked Weed becomes more unique. Yeah, and I mean if that's if that's the case, I mean is that really such a bad thing? Yeah. So it's more unique and more accessible. Yeah, they're going I mean, back in the circle. That might they, even be better. Now we're back where we started. True. Now we're mad that everyone isn't in Bev. That's a good point. <laughs> we've kind of circled around there. I think uh, we've both changed each other's opinions. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if we're in that. But, you know, um, <laughs> so in Bev is the, uh, the big bad wolf. So uh, you can also email me if you want anything on the topic. You want us to talk about a topic next week. I do have an email, bostonbeerbenny at gmail.com feel free to send me an email topic we can talk about uh, and we'll go into our final segment here shelfer of the week uh, shelfer of the week everyone takes pride in their beer uh, heading out to a brewery buying some beers um, but sometimes you know times are tough you gotta go <laughs> you gotta go out to the local packy you, you gotta always find, have time to drive up to Canton yeah you, know? you gotta find the the uh, the gem the gem in the uh, in the rough there, and uh, what do you what do you got this week that you found at your local packy that uh, that our listeners can get and drink and enjoy? Well, I kind of broke the rules a little bit. You told me to have one ready, um, so in typical in typical Mo fashion, I grabbed two. I like that because I never grab just one beer. I, like I mean, it. that's not possible to do. Anyway, it's not. It really is so stupid. I, stupid of me to ask you to just well, grab one. You did, um, and while I was actually looking for my beer, I found another one that I also picked up. Um, that I don't see all the time. But uh, my shelfer of the week uh, goes to Devil's Purse. Uh, recently got distribution throughout the state. Uh, they're out of South Dennis, down the Cape, where I used to work. Um, so that's how I became familiar with them. Um, they're only distributing two cans to the market right now. Uh, the Surfman's Check ESB, uh, which is an extra special bitter um, English style. That's kind of like their whole thing. Um, and also their, uh, their Handline Kolsch. Uh, which they're also brewing, which is what I'm drinking right now. Uh, super sessionable, um, great to drink in the, the hot weather, sitting by the pool, barbecuing. Um, so that's kind of been my go-to since it's coming to distribution. I bought it a few times. Um, the other the other shelf for the week that I have is uh, from Buzzards Bay, uh, which I've been doing some business with, being obviously the most local brewery that I can get to in Dartmouth. Um, their IPA, I found that in a liquor store today for $4.99 for a tall boy. Bam. Uh, so uh, seven fifty. So I mean, for five bucks, it, it's a it's a solid IPA. Drinks a little bitter with some malt. Um, it's just a solid beer. The Devil's Purse was twelve bucks for a four pack. So right in line with what we're used to spending. Um, maybe even a couple bucks cheaper. Um, so I mean, those are my two beers for the week. Yeah. I also did find a Jack's Abbey Framing Hammer. Bam. So I picked that up as well. And, Shout uh, out to Jack's Abbey, Framingham. Yep. Sh- Jack's Abbey in Framingham, sure. So if you're going to go two shelfers, I'll go two shelfers. I came prepared with just a single. I didn't want to upstage you. Yeah, I, I understand. So uh, my my single, first round pick, going with draft night, my first round pick is the Mango Guppy IPA from P- Pipeworks. 
uh, out of Chicago. Pipeworks just started getting local distribution at Yankee uh, out in Swansea, which is where we go. Um, great company. They made King of Li- King of Lizard, King of Lizard IPA, I believe okay. it is, uh, which is a little little bitter. You can taste the Midwest IPA style. Mango Guppy is great, light, uh, fruity, which is what I enjoy. Uh, IPA, you can drink it all day. It's fantastic. Uh, and my second round pick uh, is Prairie. Prairie came out with fourth anniversary Ooh. sour aged on ginger. I'm a huge sour guy. It's fantastic. Somebody hit me up on Instagram and said it's a little past their fourth anniversary as it tastes. <laughs> I mean, sours sours age great. Sure. I mean, I, I sell our sours all the time. So it was fantastic. I, I'm a big fan of ginger and beer. I mean, I, I think that's a really good flavor that works with those sour beers. Sure. And IPAs for that matter. Um, and it, it was fantastic. I enjoyed it. Uh, it cost me like 12 or 13 bucks uh, for a 750 out of Yankee, which was great. Not bad at all. Uh, the mango guppy I bought by the can, it was 5 bucks, something like that, but 16-ounce can. But Pipeworks, great stuff if you can get your hands on it. Uh, they're starting to get stuff out here now. I, I, look, I look to have more from them. Uh, and... Uh, so I, I think that's it. Any shout-outs you want to do? Uh, shout-out to South Coast Eats. Great website. Going to give us some pub here. Shout-out to <laughs> Cask and Pig. Cask and Pig, uh, Moe's employer. Yep. Great place doing, to drink if doing you're Doing great local. things. 25 tap lines, including a cask line. Uh, trying to always bring uh, bring some local beers to you. Uh, located 780 State Road, North Dartmouth. Uh, come and check us out if you ever want to uh, try some ribs and, uh, and a great local beer. Yeah, and again, uh, Boston Beer Benny on Instagram, Treehouse Benny on Tap. You can email us, bostonbeerbenny at gmail.com if you want to ask us any questions. And that's uh, that's week one. We're going to try to put it out uh, weekly here. We'll see what we get. It is a weekly beer discussion. Should be. Uh, and we'll we'll go from there. Maybe we'll dive into different topics that aren't just beer. Probably not, but Yeah, we'll I don't see. really want to get into politics. No, definitely not politics. Definitely right. not politics. Maybe we'll do... A debate style on some beers. Ooh, but. Okay. Yeah, we can come up with something now. But uh, thank you for listening. Hopefully we didn't waste too much of your time here. Hopefully the wind in the background, because our great setup uh, wasn't too bad. Look at that. We kept it under 30 minutes. So That's a win right there. Yeah, that's actually not bad. I thought so. we'd get up near an hour. <laughs> All right. Thank you very week. <laughs> thank, thank you very weekly. Thank you very weekly. <laughs> I'm Ben. This is Mo uh, for New England Weekly Beer Discussion. Thank you very much. We'll see you next week. Dude.